Time and space are not linear concepts. They have dimension and depth. There are connections and patterns that exist in everything. And sooner or later, these intertwine and change. We will follow the lives of characters that exist at these crossroads, seeing where they take their journeys, navigating these worlds that exist at Chaos Edge. Episode 1, Part 1 You can see its lantern in the will-o'-the-wisp that leads folks away from the comforts of civilization. You can hear its whistle in the lonesome howl of the last wolf left after humanity's massacre. You can see its tracks laid out in the run of stars seeming to converge right at the point on which you stand. That hellbound train is coming, and you're awaiting on it. This game that we're playing tonight is That Hellbound Train by Keith Stetson from the Hell 2 issue of the Gauntlet's monthly RPG zine, available through Gauntlet's Patreon. This will be a first-time playthrough of this game for all of us. I believe all of us at this online table belong to the Gauntlet gaming community, either through the publishing or RPG arm. But I'd like to start with introductions, so let's go around with your name, your pronouns, and anything you'd like us to know about you. I'll start by saying I'm Madeline Colley. Mads for short, she, her, they works too. And I got into Gauntlet Gaming through an actual play of The Between. Shadow Society is the name of playlist and I play regularly in that actual play with Rob. Hi, I'm Rob, uh, he, him. I I got into the Gauntlet scene through listening to randomly picking up the Trophy podcast when it first started. Like about three years ago now, um, and that kind of got me back into the hobby as a whole. And since then, I've played a bunch of trophy and I mean, a fairly long running campaign of the between with Matt. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Paul. Um, he, him. Um, I got into the gauntlet because uh, I wanted to get back into playing tabletop RPGs. I'm usually my group's GM. So I thought the Gondola would be a good place to actually like get to play some games. And I actually am almost caught up with Robin Mads's actual play. It's really good. I've been really enjoying it. Yeah. Hi, uh, Jack. Uh, he, she, they, whatever. And I got into this community. Uh, some A friend of mine had posted uh, the drive through RPG uh, page for the Between and my interest in Victoriata and horror and all those things. Uh, it was kind of like the perfect convergence of those. And so uh, I ended up buying that and then joining the Discord and then the Patreon and it all just sort of spiraled and started watching the, the actual plays like that Shadow Society. And so it's just kind of a, become a little bit of a, a gaming obsession. And uh, now I'm here. Thank you very much. All right. So we're going to start with Going over CATS, um, the acronym stands for Concept, Aim, Tone, and Subject Matter to establish basic expectations of, for what will happen, hopefully, in this one shot. Concept, four souls will be meeting at an indeterminate place waiting to board that hellbound train. Aim, each soul has something they are looking for. 
And each player has three questions to answer on behalf of their character before or by the time the train arrives, revealing their stories. After fulfilling the preparation for the journey, which I think for the most part we have done, which is the character creation stage, um, we'll introduce each of the souls in turn as they come to the waiting place. There are four stages, waiting, arrival, boarding, and departure. At the end of session, we'll have stars and wishes. Um, Tone, the souls will be boarding a train to hell. Mysterious at the least, dark and horrific at the worst, depending on the stories told by the waiting souls, it could have creepy, sinister undertones. And subject matter, lines and veils will be in play. We do have a character keeper that has a safety tab. Everything not marked as a line or veil will be on the table in this underlying horror scenario. And then safety tools in use, of course, open door policy. You know, you can leave for at any time. Don't have to explain. X card and, of course, lines and veils. The preparation for the journey, which is the character creation stage, has the three questions that shape your past and present. I will read the questions off, and it is up to our players to decide what it means to their characters, the souls that will be boarding this train. What do you desire badly enough to board such a train and risk riding to its final destination? Why do you believe you will find what you desire on the train? And the hellbound train takes no tickets. What do you bring for your admission? There's additional questions, of course, that could come up in play and in conversation, but these are the three questions that are up for consideration. We're going to introduce our characters, our souls, by name, pronouns, mannerisms, if you got any, the animal that fits, seems to fit your soul the best, at least for now. And then we'll save the answers for the three questions and additional questions for in play. All right. So my character, my soul is the elder who seeks something they can't die without. Her name is Minnie Marat. She is an elderly woman who needs a cane to walk. Not necessarily frail, but has usually a happy expression on her face and will tend to nod off if, if not in conversation for a little bit. <laughs> so uh, let's go in order of the player introduction. So Rob? My character is the fool who looks for something they should flee. Uh, his name is Dan McGarry, PM. Um, he is a youngish, stocky, muscular man, say kind of early to mid 20s, dark hair, looks like he works in some kind of physical occupation uh, and he has a kind of supercilious look to his to his face um, his animal is the longhorn and we'll find out what that represents I guess as we go 
I forgot to mention my animal. It's a rattlesnake. So we'll see what that means. All right, Paul? Um, my soul is the youth who is hunting for something that they cannot live without. My character's name is Winslow Chesterfield. Um, he is also in his 20s, but he looks like he he looks way too old for his age. He looks worried constantly. He has a red pocket handkerchief um, and um, he has a very pointed face that seems to suggest that he like looks at things very closely in his day to day. Um, kind of like a vest, tweed coat, and maybe a monocle. Uh, I'm playing the wronged, and they search for uh, they search for something to set things right. Uh, and uh, his name is Benjamin uh, Benny Knight. Uh, he him uh, his animal is the jackrabbit, and his presentation is very dapper, almost uh, antiquated. Uh, looks to be in his early thirties. Uh, and has a very he it, he tries to keep a, a kind of cool facade up, but his eyes are always looking and darting, uh, as if always on the lookout for something. We enter the stage of waiting. The train arrives at any time and place. It needs no tracks and heeds no timetable. Mini comes down a dusty road. Again, she's walking with her cane and she is contemplating the edges of the road, which are all the same color. It's very gray or very beige and dry and just grit gets everywhere. But she's still kind of happy because she can still look to see what's up ahead. And she's walking and she gets to the crossroads and somehow she knows this is where she needs to wait. I think a few moments later we see a truck an old, battered farm truck of some kind rolling along the road. And it pulls up near where Minnie's standing. And Dan McGarry, this young, stocky man, climbs down from the back of this truck and slaps on the, on the, on the side door says, thank you. I appreciate it. And he looks over toward Minnie, doesn't say anything, grabs his, he has like a duffel bag, backpack type thing, throws that down on the ground and sits down in, just in front of it and leans back, using it as a pillow 
and pushes his flat cap across his eyes as the truck rolls off. Curious question for Dan. Does he see the same thing that Minnie sees? I think he sees almost what she sees as a crossroads. Maybe he sees as where a road meets the railway tracks. And there's just a a flat wood wooden platform, no buildings, an old sign that you can't, you know, it's so beat up. You can't read what it's what what the play name of this station, if it even is a station, is. But there's just a flat platform, and this is, I guess, where you bought bought the train. Does he say that out loud? Yes, youngster. (laughs) I got my old bones and my little cane here, and I'm just going to wait patiently. It's a coming. You come from far? Not far. I mean to get farther away. How about you? I've seen much. Not probably as much as you, big strong thing like you are. But I manage. Hmm. Ain't much to see around here. Nope, no, not, no, sir. Each of the souls that comes for the train comes in their own time that having many meanings in this place of waiting. Maybe a few minutes pass. Um, The first two characters have like a short conversation and then they begin to realize, they hear a sound, they hear heavy breathing, just gasping for air. And they all look to the side And you just see this young man drenched in water, just breathing heavily like he hasn't breathed in a while. And he looks around, nervous, gets up, and then looks down at himself, now completely dry, incredibly confused, sees the other two people there walks up and turns just like and it says um is is this this is this the stop it's a stop youngster okay uh, okay <sighs> And he kind of just looks straight forward. Are you going to be okay? I, I, I think you might be a little bit exhausted, maybe? <sighs> oh. Um, yeah, no. Uh, 
yeah, he <coughs> he like coughs into his like handkerchief a couple times. No, um, I I, I think I, I think I'm 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 fine now. I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. This is this this is it. This is it. And I I guess I guess we're all just just just, just waiting now. Uh, yeah. I don't know if yeah. you're up for what's coming. You 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 look like you're about ready to fall over. I I it's it's that's how I usually am. You don't have to um, worry about me. It's it's very nice to meet you too. I wasn't. He kind of like both it's like talking to himself, but also but like continuing the conversation at the same time. It's like I wasn't expecting anyone else to be here. I don't really know what I was expecting at all. Um, still, I guess I'm just waiting now. We're all waiting now. Um, uh, and he like shakes himself. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's very nice to meet you all. It's a long way to go yet, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. And he, like, you're about the same age, but he, like, very deferential. <laughs> I'd say as this is going on, uh, if there was a camera, it would cut back to a different scene, a scene that's somewhere industrial, uh, covered in soot and oil and grease, metal, rust, uh, lots of workmen. Uh, in overalls and and uh, it's kind of newsboy caps uh, of different ethnicities. Some to be appear to be uh, of European descent. Some to be uh, Chinese. Um, but uh, we see Benny walking through, and he's very much a different figure to all of these people in that he's as clean as possible, well refined, uh, well tailored, if not a little baggy suit. Uh, but as he's walking, uh, he's looking around, obviously in search of something. But there's a moment when this mangy, haggard-looking stray dog rushes past him, knocking into his shin, knocking into his knee. Uh, and he tries to get his bearings, uh, but almost spins him around, and he falls to the ground, into the mud. And he clenches, just digs his fingers into the mud. Uh, one of them has a ring on it. And he starts to pull himself up. And there's a sound of a very heavy curtain, as if it's being uh, unfurled around him. But he looks up and he sees this barren, desolate spot where three figures are. It's dusty, this dusty area that's very clearly different than where he was just a moment ago. He looks up at the three of you. Ah, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. He uh, starts to get up and dusts himself off, and as much as he wants to tear the clothes off of him and get the mud off of him, he knows he can't and tries to keep his composure as best as he can. Uh, adjusts the uh, hair, uh, which is parted down the center, just slicks it back. And uh, the coat that he was carrying over his arm tucks it back in and continues to walk ahead to the three of you and kind of hand trying to block out the sun 
from his eyes, just looks around, keeping a bit of a distance. But then when he realizes that you're the only three there, he, uh, he waits a few more moments before speaking up. Uh, uh, so, uh, imagine you all are waiting as well. That's right. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you see when he answers, he starts to look behind him again, seeing that this entire environment has changed from where he was. And there's still a little bit of disbelief in his eyes. But as you talk, he's starting to settle into whatever reality this is. And then... (sighs) What do we do? Do we just wait? I think it is about the waiting, youngster. I mean... (laughs) One of my years has been waiting a long time. You all just look so young. I, none of my business. None of my business. But I, I hope, I hope the business that brings you here is worth it to ride this train. You, uh, you've been on this train before then, huh? No. No. I... <laughs> There's something I seek riding this train. It's what I heard. May not be true like most tales, but at my age, <laughs> I've probably heard them all. Can I give you a bit of an incredulous look and then turns to uh turns to the others crazy old bat. You see that he starts to walk away and just pacing up and down this this kind of stretch of land, seeing that there's a bench, but not wanting to sit on it, and just waits. When you sit on the bench, then you notice that along one of the roads, or whatever you see in this particular environment, along one of the roads jumps a nimble jackrabbit across the road. I see it, and it's the same color as the dog that had almost run me down, and shudders a bit, and and wonders where it's running off to, and looks out and sees just the openness of this this space that they're in. It stops and looks at you and looks at... Winslow. Winslow doesn't make eye contact with a jackrabbit. It looks back and forth between you two again and then runs off. Dan kind of minds holding a rifle up to it and then suddenly makes it a bang. Does he actually have a gun, or did he just mime it? He just mimed it. And then he kind of laughs at himself that he made, especially that he made Winslow jump. (laughs) Mini laughs. Yeah, I I think Winslow, like, when he jumps, it is very Jack Rabbit-like. 
I, I ask. Like, it kind of like mimics. I ask again. You look like you're about ready to jump out of your skin. Are you going to be okay? Um, I'll do respect, ma'am. Um, I, I have to, I, I, I have to be okay. We're all okay. Everyone here is fine. We're all just waiting. Um, I didn't see that, uh, chair there earlier. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll sit down. Yeah, I'll sit down. I'll sit down. And, and would you, unless you would like to sit down, ma'am, you should, if you would like the, the seat, I, 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 it's only polite. Don't mind if I do. And she sits her, her, her okay. little okay. self down on the bench, um, making herself comfortable, pulling her shawl around her shoulders and getting her cane settled like between her legs in front of her and looks up with you, looks up at you with a cheery smile. There is some room here, and she pats the bench beside her. Are you sure you don't want to take a little seat? Uh, well, if, if, if you're offer, if you're offering, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll grab a seat. And he he sits down. He his uh, he does the thing where the foot is like bouncing up and down, like the the knee is shaking, like that thing when someone's sitting down. Yeah. Dan's just kind of watching this and with us with a smile on his face. And she, uh, Minnie, looks over at um, Benny with his stuff. I think there's some room here as well. You, 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 you sure you don't want to take a seat over here near us? I mean, you're, you're looking kind of lonely over there. Uh, Benny looks over at uh, at Benny and back at the jackrabbit. Did the jackrabbit run away when you mimed the gun? Yeah, when he when 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 Dan <laughs> mimed the mimed the gunshot. I mean, it pretty much like took off. Yeah, so Benny's just following his little bushy tail into the horizon, and um, no, uh, I, I think I'm good here. Um, just uh, just waiting like the rest of you. And uh, there's a few moments that of sort of silence. And uh, after uh, after a little bit, uh, Benny reaches into the coat pocket of the big overcoat that he held, that he was holding, and he uh, pulls out a silver flask and unscrews the top and just takes a couple swigs and screws it back on before tucking it away. And uh, he looks over at the rest of you as if like almost to offer it, but then realizing that there's not enough or thinking that there's not enough and then looks back to the road. Let's take a little moment here as we we have three sitting and I'm assuming Dan is still either against his duffel or he is standing after he mimed the gunshot. Oh, I think he did that from like a laying back position. He's, uh, he's affecting a very relaxed attitude. And as the character, as the souls wait, you start to see that the sun that was high above in the sky is starting to sink lower and lower at a speed that would not normally happen anywhere else. 
and it starts to get a little cold. Feeling this uh, sudden chill, Benny takes off uh, the jacket that was wrapped on his around his arm, uh, draped over his arm rather, and uh, quickly just shuffles it back onto him, kind of tucking the uh, the lapels closer to his chest and looking around, completely un. Uh, uh, trying to take in everything that's happening and none of it seems to be sinking in yet. Am I the only one who's, who's feeling this? You can see Dan kind of shivering, but he's, he's in a, I think he's in a kind of white, off-white work shirt and he, he rolls the sleeves down full length and then he kind of looks at his, looks at his bag and mutters something under his breath. And he, he, he looks cold, but he's not doing anything else about it. Got something to say there? No, no. Uh, I guess the one thing I didn't pack was a jacket. What did you pack, youngster? That's a big duffel bag you got there. That's big enough for almost a bed. We're body. Interesting thought there. I don't know your name. She's talking to Benny. Uh, he looks around as if what else is there to do? Uh, Benjamin, uh, Benny, if I like you. Uh, yours, ma'am. I am. You can call me Miss Minnie. Miss Minnie, well, good to meet you. Nice to meet you. And you can see that he's very struggling to. <laughs> and she turns to she turns to Winslow next to her, and it's like, and you, how are you? Are you a little less nervous now? Yeah, this is this is this is just just shivering now. Uh, um, w- w- Winslow, well, I'm, I'm Winslow. Miss Minnie. It's nice. Miss Minnie. Nice to meet you. She calls over to to Dan. You're looking a little unsociable there, sir. Care to join us in our in our group of shivering? <laughs> you don't know your name. Doesn't look like there's much room on that there. The bench. I reckon I'm comfortable enough. The name's Dan. Nice to meet you, sir. I was gonna call you Duffel because you keep standing by, you keep laying on that duffel of yours. I mean, I thought it was part of your part of your personality. So it's nice to meet y'all. Hmm. Miss Minnie, I with all due respect, you keep on asking him over here. Might have me thinking that you you want us to huddle up for warmth. Nope, nope. I I I got my shawl here. It's fine, and it's uh, it. Hmm. I'm 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 old. I'm old. I'm always cold. It's it's fine. I'm just teasing you, Miss. Just teasing you. Besides, you look like you've been pulling on a little bit of liquid fire yourself. So you don't want to be sharing that around. I'm sure. 
he there's a little bit of a guilt uh, that crosses his face, and he looks down to his pocket and reaches in. <laughs> you got some keen eyes there, don't you? Uh, Starts to unscrew it, top you off. She takes a pull on it if you let her. <laughs> yeah, he's extending it to her. <sighs> Haven't had this for a while. Doctors say I'm not supposed to. So, <laughs> we don't listen to doctors all that often. You've lived long enough. I mean, you've earned it. Yes. Yes, I have. She actually offers your flask to Winslow. <laughs> oh, uh, Winslow just puts up a hand politely. It's like, oh, no, 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 I, I can't, I, I don't. I, I don't drink. You can't or you don't. And yeah, yeah. You can, like, drink. Everyone's different. Everyone's constitutions are different. So it really depends on the person, whether they should drink or not. But you seem um, like you know yourself, Miss um, Miss Minnie. So that sh- should be fine. I'm good, though. I'm, I'm good. Are you good? Um, you seem a little... Yeah. You should take a drink, boy. It might calm those nerves of yours. No, no, no! I, 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 I can't. I, I can't. I can't drink. It's fine. Um, Do you suffer from uh, a condition, boy? I mean, a little fire wouldn't hurt that, 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 that uh, nervous composure of yours. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, you can call it. Yes, I, I do have a uh, con- condition, um, and I can't really drink. Um, alcohol for it. Uh, I'm one of those people with a constitution that is, isn't very tolerant of um, uh, uh, alcohol and other inebriants, if you, as, as you say. Well, it's um, more for us then. And uh, yeah. then he takes a, a swig looking at uh, Winslow, uh, mm-hmm. not quite suspiciously, but a little bit uh, unnerved. Uh, and tilts himself back and dangles the, the flask towards uh, you see Winslow like breathing into his hands and like doing the warming them up kind of motion alright I mean you know not saying that we should be <laughs> that's <laughs> funny tempting you when we're going on this train but you know we gotta try you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, the company is nice. Yeah. Then he jiggles uh, the flask towards Dan. Top you off? Sure. I don't know when the next chance will be. He takes a takes a pull, and you can see him kind of grimace that he's he's trying to make out like he drinks drinks this kind of kind of liquor all the time but you can see he's trying to not cough as hard as he can <laughs> he just pulls it back from you just chuckling to himself and he shakes it at Winslow one more time open it's 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 fine it's fine thank, thank you for the for the offer for being very nice um yeah was uh I the only one who showed up wet. Wet. Did you all 
No. Ignore me. Ignore me. It's Did fine. you swim here, boy? I mean, I don't recall. I was walking on a road to a crossroads. I mean, that's where we are, right? Not knowing that, that you guys might be seeing something uh, completely different. <laughs> y- yeah. No, in, a, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just ignore me. It's fine. Uh, probably just. Just. Where did trick, you come from? Trick of the eye. Kiddo. Um, me? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I was traveling, I guess, a bit. Uh, before getting to where we all are, usually uh, I I stay nearby the the university I work I worked at. Um, Brandon, university boy, then. Yeah, yeah. It's Brandon University. I don't know if you know know it. Oh, it's fair. There's a lot. There's a lot of universities. You're right. Your um, teacher. Yeah, I I have a couple classes. I was never much. Not for the one. best. I was never much of a one for school myself. I'm sure you have been a great student, sir. No, I can't say as I was. Minnie just kind of shakes her head. So a funny thing happened to me on the way here. Uh, Well, here isn't where I was, and uh, still trying to figure that out. I don't know if I had a bad batch of something or something got to me in some of my food, uh, my drink. And there's a moment where he looks at Winslow and looks at his hands. Can I see your hand for a minute? Uh, yeah. And just kind of shows shows you his hand. It's kind of like bony and famished takes his hand and rubs his thumb in his palm softly at first, but putting a little bit of pressure then just kind of tosses it back to you. To you. Do you do, you do right. this to everyone you meet? <laughs> no, only when I think that I've, uh, that I'm hallucinating or something like that. Uh, oh, so I, I wasn't the only one thinking that then that's good, but I, I don't know if a hallucination would say that maybe that's what they would. Do. Well, I mean, generally, uh, hysterics and all that, you see things, you hear things, but you don't really feel things. I felt you, at least. And I'm just going to go ahead and assume I could feel the both of you. And uh, he looks over at uh, Dan and Minnie. Were you hallucinating before the drink or after the drink? That's the important question. She's nodding at you. <laughs> I... And she actually reaches her hand out if you want to touch it. It's an old, it's a gnarled hand. She's, her skin feels like paper, like very thin paper. And she's like, aside from her very round, cheery face, I mean, the rest of her is fairly frail underneath the shawls and the dress. He extends his hand and touches your fingertips. Just a quick kind of confirmation of, of your substantiality. Uh, you see that he does have a uh, just a plain gold band on his ring finger. Um, he pulls it back. <laughs> it's, a, it's the damnedest thing. I was 
was walking through the yards, back of the yards, actually. Uh, I got told that if I wanted to get to where I'm going or where I wanted to go, there's a train. Meet back there, and that's what I did. Suddenly, I'm not in Chicago anymore. I'm here. I don't know where we are. So any information on where we might be would be fantastic. You're leaving somebody behind, boy? She caught sight of your ring. You know that going on this train, you ain't coming back. Uh, no. Um, no, I ain't got nobody back there. But, so wait, you didn't even tell me where you all from. Where, where, where did you all come from, huh? Do, you, do any of you know where we're at? Well, I came from the town about two miles back that way. Edge of the town. My dad's farm. You're a long way from Chicago, mister. Yeah, I get the feeling I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit closer. Uh, Pen- Pennsylvania is where, where I'm from. Um, I, it would be nice to just, to just, to just walk here. Uh, I was told to go into a certain river, but it worked out. So yeah. Were you told with, uh, and, uh, Benny makes a gun? Oh no 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 no! Uh, it's instructions, um, not not at, uh, you know, just I'm here, I'm here, uh, for choice, um, uh, not the strongest swimmer, uh, but but I made it, I made it. Are you sure? Did you swim down or across? It's a good question. It's a good question. Um, I guess. I guess I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, uh, he's, he's like, he, he gets uncomfortable by the, by the attention and just, just goes, uh, I'm a Miss, Miss Minnie, you said you were here, you were lo- looking for something? You, you said something along those lines? And she's, refer- she's looking around at all of you when she says this. You hear tales. When you live as long as I have. And you find this place, this waiting place, by hook or by crook or by means or by mind. I've got stories. But I have a suspicion y'all do. And that's what makes this quite so interesting. You don't need to know where I come from. But do you know where you're going to be? That's the question. And she takes her cane and she taps it like three times, almost as a... Almost as a as a signal. I don't know exactly where I'm going. Really? I'd like to know what you think, sir. Dan, is it? 
Where are you going? Far away from here. I'm going to go join the army. Oh. Oh. You poor thing. I don't think you know where you are. (laughs) And she just chuckles to herself. You sure you want to do that? We know there's a a war going on, right? Why else do you think I want to? I mean, if if, uh, going to Europe is your thing, by all means. I'd rather stay my ass here, though. I don't know where your here is right now, but... Yeah, well... Why don't I get the... A few more like me and a few less like you. We'd be doing all right. Why do I get the feeling you two don't don't mean the same thing? What do you mean? What are you talking about? What war are you talking about, boy? The world war. Ain't no such thing here. What do you, what do you mean? It's happening everywhere. It's, it's... Not here. Not now. Now being the operative word. And by now, (laughs) the sun has completely set. It is pitch black. None of us have have lit anything or, you know, um, set any fire or anything. So, you know, we're kind of like just in the dark looking at our, our shadows and she's being very specific about now may not be what you think. Well, what's going on in the world where you are then, Miss uh, Minnie? The world I left is a world where there is no war because war wiped it all out. I'm here because this train is all that's left for me and of me. And I don't think you gents realize what you've come upon. You seem to be the one who's clued in more than any of us. You keep talking in these all these riddles. Ah, don't listen to her. She's... Just a crazy old lady, I reckon. Um, there's not a, a war where I'm from. Well, what's going on in your world? Um, this is the times. I wish I paid more attention in history class. Everything is pretty normal. I guess there's no one there's no world war we fin it's been done for a bit now what do you mean uh, uh, few few years or so few years yeah so so what happened it, it, the Nazis win or what we smacked him right USA the who what are you talking about the Nazis the Nazis. Yeah, we demolished them, right? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. 
I'm, uh, I, 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 I'm not the most up to date on current events, but um, if they're, I, 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 if, if they're bad people, I, 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 I hope, I hope, I hope we demolish them. Someone must have spiked my hooch. <laughs> Minnie just starts laughing. <laughs> like you, she's heard the biggest joke in the world. <laughs> she even slaps Winslow's knee. <laughs> Get a little of this broad. <sighs> there's a there's just like this moment where Benny is has reached the limit of, of all of this uh, incongruent information. He just stands up and starts to pace again some more, uh, pacing back and forth in front of the three of you. Uh, he takes out his uh, his flask and tries to drink a little bit of it, but realizes it, that it's now, for the most part, empty. And, uh, just seems to stir him up even more, and he's, his pace just becomes quicker and quicker in front of all three of you. Let's take a page from a different game. So it is pitch black and there is a need to see what's going on because Minnie is being very cagey about what is going on and you three still seem to be <laughs> literally in the dark. So let's have, let's have a pair up. All right, so let's have Winslow go with Dan to see more of what's around. And then if Benny wants, he can sidle up to Miss Minnie and see if he can get a little bit more information. So let's have yeah, uh, let's have Winslow and Dan um, make their way a little further off if they're trying to see what specifically they're waiting for, even though maybe neither one realizes what the other is trying to do. So let's have that scene first. Come on, boy. Yes, sir. We, we stand up and walk around a little. We can warm up. Let's go see if we can see the train. Do you, do you have some sort of... The train lights in the distance. Oh. Okay. Do you have a some sort of uh, a light source in in that big bag of yours? Dan reaches down, pulls out a pack of cigarettes and a and a lighter. Oh, lights a cigarette and offers one over to. Nope, not not that either. Clean living, boy, huh? It's it's a living, yeah. Um. So you, you said I take it you don't teach history. What is it you do teach? Uh, um, um, uh, science, uh, anatomy, physiology, um, some chemistry. Dabble in some physics here and there. Uh, what do you? Dan kind of nods, but it's yeah. it's pretty clear that he doesn't yeah. really have much of a grasp of what any of those things are. Yeah. Um, what do you? Do you teach anything, sir? No. I just work on my daddy's farm. But that ain't no life for a young man. I'm going to go make something of myself. 
yeah, yeah. S- seemed like a brave guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you did you did you grow up shooting? You, I, I saw you do the the little gun thing earlier. No, my daddy farms cattle. Truth be told, I ain't never shot a gun, but um, I guess they'll teach me once I get there. Oh yeah, uh, cool. nothing better than uh, practical um, application of, of of learning. It's usually the best way for it to uh, to go. Uh, just do do all the people who fight in your in the who wants to go fight rides this train. All the boys from around here. Some of my friends already left. My daddy told me I should stay, but he went. Why shouldn't I? He came back. Yeah. 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 You you felt like you had to do something and you kind of just, just went for it. There's clouds. And there's a moon that comes out from behind the clouds. And as it shines, you see in the distance what you thought was plains, but then you see like small hills. And on the top of one of the hills in the moonlight, you see the silhouette of a longhorn. Dan. I think he just stands watching it, smoking a cigarette. So I guess we'll meet some other future soldiers on that train. Could be, could be. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Uh, Let's cut to Minnie, Miss Minnie, and Benny. Still on the bench. Well, she's on the bench. She looks like she's, you know, just smiling to herself and nodding off just a little bit in the cold and the dark. Um, What's Benny doing? Benny has just been pacing back and forth, muttering to himself, uh, pulling his jacket closer to his body. Uh, Nothing that you can really hear, aside from the occasional expletive. Uh, But there's a moment where he just stops dead in front of Minnie. So this is all just okay, right? She's uh, She's been like slowly nodding off and her eyes are half closed, but then her eyes open and look at you. Okay. I repeat from before. Why do you think you're here? Because I want... I... He stops himself before saying the rest of what he was going to say and thinks about his response a little bit more. Because I asked, I asked, I asked to be here. Didn't you? In the stories I've heard, you don't necessarily ask to be any place near here if what I'm thinking is what you're thinking. What ends up happening 
is you let your feet wander and you end up where you're supposed to be. Do I need to spell it out for you? I can if you want. I don't know if you can handle it. You look like you're about ready to make your own... <laughs> you know grade. what I can't handle is all this gobbledygook. It's what I can't handle. All right, uh, I'll speak in all these riddles. Oh, like right. all right. She stomps her her cane three times again. If you really want to know, I'll tell you. But you're really not gonna believe. believe it. I'm. Late on me. Are you still standing in front of her? Yeah. She will actually put her cane to the side, lean it onto the bench, and take your both of your hands in her hands, paper thin, like you feel like the the frail the frailty in her hands. But then she's got a strong grip. And she says, We're all going to hell, boy. There's a moment where you you would assume that he would instinctively pull away. But instead, he stays there in her hands, uh, as strong as they are. He's taken aback by that, probably even more so than what you just said. And he lets his hands rest in yours. And Okay, good. As long as, uh, as, long as we both know where we're going. And I'm not talking, hmm, figurative. I'm talking literal. He relaxes, and you feel his, his wrists go limp as he slides his hands out from yours. And he, defeated by this revelation, just sits down beside you with the cane in between and not looking out at you, but out at the, the, the blackness. That's why I asked you if you had somebody you left behind. It is so important that you know where you're going. I asked to get here and not surprised at the destination. I uh, know. And she'll actually reach out and, like, you know, pat you a little bit on your shoulder if you let her. I know. Yeah. He uh, looks down at his hand and just spins the, the band that's around his ring finger. And it's, you see that he's been doing it throughout the entire meeting. Uh, and it's almost, almost been like a, a bit of a tick um, and then he relaxes so, so why are you going to hell <laughs> since you know so much sounds like you've already been there no 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 I, like I said I told you fellas I've heard the stories you have to want something real bad to want to go on this train there's something I want, and I don't know if I could explain it to you. It's a bit of something I'm trying to explain to myself. So, 
Maybe this is an opportunity for you to think on. What do you want out of this? To go on this train. She will actually get up now and she'll take the cane from between you two. And she will start to hobble over to the other two where they are. Yeah. And when you when you leave, he just hangs his head down in very obvious shame and just continues to spin the ring around his ring finger. And so ends part one of That Hellbound Train. You have been listening to Stories from Chaos Edge, an actual play podcast of tabletop role-playing games. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow our stories for future episodes. Tweet us at store underscore chaos edge. Thank you for listening.